So you ain't bound by the code. Because of you, Damo said, as if the answer to the question should have been obvious. Vito raised an eyebrow. Don't bullshit me, Damo. You've seen more money on the few jobs you've done with this crew than you would have stealing cars in Newark for an entire year. I can't front. Y'all done put hella paper in my pocket. But money ain't never moved a nigga like me. I've been broke most of my life, so I'm used to living without. Still, money comes a close second to what I feel when I'm around you. It almost feels like your pussy got me under some kind of spell. He joked. Maybe it does. Vita kissed him playfully. She was about to suggest they go another round when her cell phone rang. As Vita stood in the corner speaking in hushed tones to someone on the other end, Damo glared at her, wondering who the hell would be calling at that hour. When she ended the call, Vita answered the question on his face. Get your gear, pretty boy. It's time to go to work. The two lovers dressed hurriedly and started for the door. Vita felt bad about lying to Damo, but it was a necessary evil. Diamonds had been on her mind since he up and vanished. She was with Damo now and planned to stay true to him, but it didn't stop her from wondering about her former lover. Honesty would have probably been best, but she knew a boy as young as Damo would never be able to understand the bond she and Diamond shared and why it was so hard to purge him from her system completely. Maybe Buddha was right in suggesting that Diamonds had been killed by the Stone family, but until she saw a corpse with her own eyes, she knew her heart would never have closure. Part 1. Born on the Bayou Louisiana, 1998 Boom! The retort of a shotgun cut through the quiet afternoon. A small flock of herons that had been sunning themselves on a path of damp mud flapped off on nervous wings a split second before two young boys came spilling from the bushes. One was a tall, lean youth of about eleven, whose thick afro was so nappy that it had started to lock up due to neglect. His bare feet left smeared prints in the mud as he pulled the second boy along behind him. This one was shorter and on the chunky side, with a face that bore a striking resemblance to that of the first boy, only his skin was lighter. Prince Goldie! The taller boy urged his younger brother, trying to help him keep pace without losing his own balance. I can't, Diamonds. Goldie collapsed to his knees, breathing heavily from exhaustion. His legs were cramping and his heart thudded in his chest so hard that he feared it would leap clean from his body. Maybe if we just explain to them why we did it, they'll give us a break and let us go. Diamonds spared a nervous glance back in the direction they had just come. There was no sign of their pursuers, but he could still hear the bang of the bloodhounds drawing ever closer. It was only a matter of time before they were overrun. Boy? He gave Goldie a serious look. The only thing gonna break today is our necks if them crackers catch us. I'd gladly die for you, baby brother. But not if I don't have to. So get your ass up and move. The sharp edge of fear in his brother's tone was enough to get Goldie back on his feet and moving. They hadn't made it very far before the hounds came charging out of the bushes. They were massive brown creatures with sagging jowls and drooping bloodshot eyes. Trailing them were three men dressed in fatigues and brandishing weapons. 
One of them twirled rope over his head like a cowboy. Diamonds held no illusions as to what the man planned to do with the noose if they were caught. When the hounds spotted the two boys, they howled triumphantly, knowing that the game was almost over. This way! Diamonds pulled Goldie, leading him toward a stand of old willow trees a few yards away. They were withered and hunched over each other, forming a dome over the small dirt path that stretched between their rotting branches. The moment the brothers crossed into the trees, it seemed to go from day to night. The branches that hung overhead almost completely blocked out the sun, casting the path in heavy shadows and silence. With the near-complete absence of any outside noises, it was like the path existed in a world beyond the rest of the swamp. Goldie tensed as the phantom wind crept across his neck. He looked around nervously, and when his eyes landed on the glyphs carved into the bark of several...